before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and wish everybody a happy 4th of July uh, 2023. Uh, that's going to be uh, you know, upon us here, and um, uh, this is going to be my 4th of July spectacular, uh, but we have a lot of uh, – this, this, uh, this, is, this is a packed show. And so I'm going to get right to it because there's just so many things I want to cover. One thing uh, you want to do, uh, maybe, maybe you want to do it, is you would want to take a take take the family out to the movies. Not the family though. I don't I don't think this is a for family. Uh, take your friends out to this movie. Buy them a ticket if you want. Um, but uh, this movie, uh, Sound of Freedom. We're going to listen to their promotion that they have going on here. Let's take a listen to this. There has never been a movie like this. It's called The Sound of Freedom. It's a movie about children who are trapped in a world that no one wants to look at. But the only way we're going to help them is if we have the courage to look. My name is Tim Ballard, and I have dedicated my life to rescuing children from trafficking. The first step to helping them is getting their story out to the world. That's why Angel Studios set up a pay it forward program where you can pay for someone else's ticket who might not otherwise see it as well as pre-order your own tickets. Every parent and teenager in America should see this movie on the 4th of July week. In fact, let's make that week an event to remember and the start of the end of child trafficking all over the world. Click the link to order your tickets and pay it forward for someone else to see this movie opening the week of the 4th of July. Because the only way we're gonna make a difference is if millions of people see this movie, if millions of people will look, and if millions of us can come together and walk Towards the sound of freedom. In theaters, July 4th. Okay, so that's a movie worth watching. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a big, um, you know, the promotion they put into that. Mel Gibson, he's got deep pockets. 
and he was the director of that film. He did uh, so many great films in, in his history. And uh, in any case, uh, Passion of the Christ was the one that really uh, reached a lot of people. Um, this is a worldwide uh, problem, uh, human trafficking. And the liberals and the Democrats have done nothing about it. You know, I just saw this meme. Uh, I, the meme goes, uh, gun violence would be down 90% if liberals would stop sh- the shootings. It says, do you realize if Democrats would stop shooting people, gun violence would be would drop by 90%? And, you know, 4th of July, right? So we have... Uh, we know what Fourth of July is about. It's about our independence. It's about how our salt, our revolutionaries fought for freedom, and uh, fought for America's independence, and against the British. And um, the thing is, is that you know we are we are uh, endowed by our human rights, our freedoms. You know the pursuit of happiness and liberty, justice. And what we've seen is justice, lady justice is no longer blind. We have two standards of justice. We don't have our liberties or freedoms. How much of that we did to ourselves could be debated, you know, with the social media and how it has impacted our world, how we're perceived in the world, how we perceive the world has been heavily impacted by social media over the past 15 years, maybe 20 years of social media and the impact that it's had, the stigma or the mystique or the mystery is has left the building. There's no more mystery. You know, usually uh, what happens is we learn as we evolve as people over the decades of our lives. And by the time we're older, we realize we're wiser, um, but we learned you know, because we remember the mistakes we made. I remember from just from sports. I remember my losses more than I ever remember my wins. And uh, those are life lessons. And I always say, if I knew then what I knew now, well, in, in a sense, you can almost say that young people know so much more today than we knew when we were their age. Because we didn't have the information. That's that's true. But at that young age, are you equipped to even handle that kind of information? And what kind of impact does that have on your life? You know, there's a, a lot to think about there. And I don't think that we're doing enough to study that area of ourselves. And, you know, because they're equipped with so much information, there's so many more mistakes that you can make. And we wonder why it is that we're seeing this escalation of violence. France, for example. You know, uh, I think it was in a black Algerian, uh, African, um, that was in France and w- did something wrong, was arrested. And next thing you know, all hell breaks loose in France. Now, I was there for 11 days, didn't see one riot, one protest, not one. I didn't see one Black Lives Matter flag. I didn't see one rainbow flag. I didn't see one trans flag. I didn't even hardly see any gay couples holding hands, walking in the streets. You know, it was just all very normal, and it was all very 
much the same as it was when I was there 20 years ago. And I thought, wow, this is sort of like stepping back in time. This is the way life should be. It, you know, the, just normal. But you have this Klaus Schwab agenda, this, this woke agenda, this World Economic Forum agenda, this uh, greed and profit. And it, it, it's, it's social engineering. It's, uh, it's MKUltra on steroids, you know, the kind of metadata that they're collecting on all of us. And so when you think about all the different algorithms and all the different AIs and artificial intelligence, and you don't even know what's what anymore. It's all virtual reality. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's a crazy world we're, we're living in. And it doesn't seem to be getting better. It seems to be getting worse. You walk into a restaurant, guess what you're listening to? Chicago. You're listening to, you know... Um, uh, Marvin Gaye, you're listening to, you know, The Temptations, or you're listening to, you know, any any one of us, hundreds of musical artists, James Taylor, Jim Croce, whatever it is, I can go and name all the names, take all day. But all the great music of our time, when you walk into a restaurant today, today, in 2023, you walk into that restaurant, you're hearing music that's 40 years old. Why? Because the stuff that they make today is hardly recognizable. It's certainly not enjoyable. Unless they're playing Michael Bublé. I mean, you can't even understand the words. It's violent. It's aggressive. It's, it's this. It's that. The point is, is that, you know, you look back at vintage photos of the, the prom or uh, from your high school or something like that. It was, there was a level of innocence to it. And the peaceful protests, you know, were just about pie in the sky, freedoms and, and uh, things like that. Now it's this whole woke thing. And it's, 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 it's not enough for people to have these misconceived ideas, but it's our own government that's actually propagandizing this stuff, packaging it and selling it as if it's legitimate government importance. You take the Department of Defense and the U.S. Army, whose recruitment is down right now, which should concern us all because we are, you know, under threat of war. We're poking the big bear in Russia. We're poking the big panda bear in China. I mean, really? This is now the time that you want to go woke with your U.S. Army on Independence Day? No less. But that's exactly what they did. They they took a picture. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. But they took a picture of this, this trans person in the U.S. Army. And they're basically... They're basically... Um, Saying, telling, telling this person's story of how this person's life was saved. Like the U.S. Army gives two craps about saving anyone's life. You know, where were they with the COVID vaccine? They were, you know, no, not about your rights then. So, you know, the U.S. Army, the Department of Defense tweeted this out today. 
U.S. Army Major Rachel Jones found solace after coming out as a transgender female. Okay. Her journey, her, it's a, it's a dude standing there, okay, in an Army uniform with the name Jones on it and where the flags would be on each shoulder. He has rainbow flags that are covering them with these, he's holding them in his hands with his arms crossed. And he's got rainbow stuff, a wall of rainbow stuff behind him. Her journey, it says, from battling depression and suicidal thoughts to embracing authenticity inspires us all. Why we serve. On July 4th, on Independence Day, that's what you're going to do? U.S. Army? The Department of Defense says U.S. Army Major Major Rachel Jones. How did this person get to be a major, number one, with this kind of suicidal depression, is what they said. The journey from battling depression and suicidal thoughts to embracing authenticity. Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, you got this guy at his desk with my pronouns are she and her, and it's a dude. It's a guy. And then you got Rachel Levine. So this, uh, I guess they're all Rachel. This is Rachel Jones. Then you got Rachel Levine, the admiral, right? And now in charge of like your health, pushing beta blockers on your children, or not beta blockers, um, puberty blockers on your children. And then you have um, Jean-Pierre, uh, Jean, uh, Jean-Pierre, you know, the uh, White House press spokesperson. And um, she and the dude, Rachel Levine, are holding a trans flag. It's Black Lives Matter, trannies, and rainbows. And it's that flag. And that flag is basically paid for by your tax dollars so that they could fundraise exclusively for one party and one party alone, and that's the Democrat Party. Talk about dividing our nation. But it gets worse. I said, I said this to, in response to all this. I said, if enemies wanted to weaken America's military, they would create a fifth column to weaken and destroy from within and spread their propaganda from the highest ranks to the people they were paid to serve. And that is the truth. And the fact is, is that Obama started this, really. Meanwhile, you got uh, the election heating up. Donald Trump went to Pickens, South Carolina over the weekend. And what did he do? He, he filled the arena with 75,000 people. 75,000. What was, what was Mike Pence at 1%? What was 1% Mike Pence doing? He was hanging out with a woman named Kira Rudik from Ukraine going over to this Iranian Revolution 2023 summit. But the woman he was hanging with and photographed with is this woman from Ukraine, and she said this back a couple of years ago, about a year, two years ago. But right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order. New world order. 
Yeah, Mike Pence hanging out with the New World Order people. That whole thing that's happening with Iran and 2023 revolution um, party is not about Iranian freedom. It's about globalists hijacking the politics, the body politic in Iran. They're seizing an opportunity because they think that the theocracy that's in charge is going to fail. And rather than Russia and the BRICS nations getting a hold of Iran and making them part of their conglomerate, uh, what they want to do is they want to bring them into the G7 fold uh, because of the oil. And that's what that's about. So it's all about money and it's all about energy. And that's what's going on there. Everybody's now fighting for a piece of Iran knowing that Iran is about to fall. Iran is weak, and there's an opportunity there. But the globalists are funding all of it. All right, so we are going to get piece by piece right down to this. So as we said, Trump had a rally over the weekend in Pickens, Pickens, South Carolina. And let me tell you, this is the sound clip from... RSBN. Uh, let's see. Now, here it is right here. Um, so I just got to notice the expected numbers here at the Trump rally are 75,000. So the, the city or county here in Pickens had originally estimated about 20 to 30,000. I wasn't sure how many were going to be inside in the rally but based on the massive massive number of people that have shown up and we walked through the line earlier today and now as folks are starting to file into the actual rally area it looks like there's about 75,000 people that are going to be that are here or in the process of joining by the time it's all said and done 75,000 people that is a massive number of people everybody here is enjoying the music they're enjoying the festive like atmosphere and i'm just looking out it's kind of hard to see here you're seeing in front of the cameras behind the cameras it goes three or four what you're seeing in front of the cameras there's three or four times as much in back and they still haven't even gotten everybody into this this kind of closed in so that's pretty amazing um trump is really still well, love, uh, despite what the media tries to tell you, uh, the media is selling you a pack of lies. We're going to listen to something about that in just a second. But happening now, uh, Christ- Christina Bob, who we had on the show not too long ago, she has a photograph of the overflow area of that. And it was massive, just the overflow area permeating into the streets, watching from, you know, signs. Meanwhile, at the same rally... Senator Lindsey Graham gets booed off the stage at Trump's South Carolina rally. Absolutely humiliating. The base is done with neocons who want to spend our money to bomb faraway lands, fix our border, use the military to wipe out the cartels, and we'll respect you. Ignore our domestic crisis at your own peril, said Charlie Kirk. All right. In France, there's, uh, you know, told you that France started with this Algerians, much like when some minority disobeys the law and ends up getting shot 
<laughs> like Michael Brown or someone. Um, you know, you get pulled over or whatever, just, you know, cooperate and everything goes fine. Let law enforcement do their job and take it up in the courts. You know, that's all you can do. <clears throat> and um, and if there is systematic racial profiling, we'll, we'll handle that a different way. File a complaint. And if enough complaints go up against a certain person, then then so be it. Use your camera whenever you can if you want, but just respect law enforcement and don't fight back against law enforcement when you especially when you're whether you're armed or you're not armed. You don't someone's gonna get shot at the end of that fight. And um but in Lyon, France, Lyon, right, it's just east of Paris. There was this bleeding heart white leftist begging the police to spare third world invading savages who are burning the country to the ground. They continue to walk past her and attempt to restore order as the country enters its fifth night of civil war. Well, that was that was a couple of nights ago. So, you know, meanwhile, um, there is a post on July 1st that said this. This past October, they found the body of a 12-year-old Parisian girl inside a plastic trunk. Her name was Lola. She had the numbers. Let's see. She had the numbers 0 and 1 written in red ink on the bottom of each foot. They raped, tortured, murdered, and quartered this angel. Why is the media covering 10 times more the death of a criminal who tried to escape from the police rather than this atrocity? Both crimes occurred in France. The difference is that Lola was white and she wasn't a criminal. And see, they're doing this in France. And like I say, there was one thing about rainbow flags in France when I was there. And it was an American company called Clear Channel, which everybody's heard of. And they were running this promotion with the trans flag and the uh, rainbow flag uh, to, to, to represent Pride Month. Nobody in France cares about what you do in your bedroom or what your skin color is. They're, they're just like, you live your life and I'll live mine. And it's a different construct they have. They're, they're definitely socialists. They're definitely liberal. And I'm not taking that away. I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything else than that. But they're like, so what? You know, do, you do your own thing. Stay out of my life. You know, just get away from me. And they don't have any tolerance for that. And that's why I think that Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, although the socialists in France are probably herded like sheep because they're already controlled, uh, they have no tolerance for this woke stuff. Now, one might argue you don't even need the woke stuff. They're already bought. They're already they're already cooked. You know, all you need is a little seasoning. Um, you don't need to, to 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 convert them. So I think that maybe that is actually, if you peel that onion, maybe that's what's what's the difference. Maybe that's the difference, right? Maybe this woke stuff is about conditioning and getting us into getting us to become a population like France to just accept the government and realize you can't win 
that it's a no-win situation. They are the dominant, and we are the submissive. And and I hesitate to say this because this is what they want, though, is uh, they're the God, and that you know your God is helpless against their God is what they're kind of doing. They want to replace God with country. That's why they attack religion. Because in a religious family, it's God, it's country, it's family, it's love. And people will fight to the death for their religion, religious freedom, their family, and their country. And that's why they want to get the the, the, the the biggest percentage of that happens to be in rural America. And they want to corral you into a city so they can condition you. They want to get you in their schools. They want to indoctrinate you with their Department of Education. You know, they want to get you young. You know, it's all of that. I said the reason why they covered up Lola's murder is because they value profits from slave labor over the atrocities the slave labor creates. While their gates protect their elite privileged globalists, view their death, they, uh, while, they, while they, their gates protect their elite privilege, globalists view their death and destruction of working middle class as a cost of doing business. This is the Klaus Schwab way. They don't care about life. They care about power and profit. Well, profit and power go hand in hand. D.C. Drano writes, It truly feels like there has been a seismic shift in the culture war. We took down Bud Light and Target. Pride Month is barely limping across the finish line this year. And by the way, Pride Month has ended. Thank goodness. That's June, right? They get the whole month of June. Of course, Rachel Levine wants the whole summer. But beyond that, the Supreme Court justice, the Supreme Court uh, protected religious freedom and they denounced affirmative action. Talk about ending like this whole woke conspiracy, right? So the Supreme Court decisions, I think, were just quite amazing. So. What a great cap to the Pride Month. You know, the thing is, is that this Pride Month has really hurt the whole cause. The trannies, Dylan Mulvaney, the whole thing. They they suffered huge damage this year, this year alone. And then also this D.C. Drano writes, this systematic racism and LGBT ter- ter- tyranny were defeated in the Supreme Court. It ain't pretty or quick, but we, the people are on the march. And we did. I mean, I'm telling you, what we're doing makes is making a difference. Tara Bull writes this, top 10, top 10 uh, headlines the media didn't tell you this week. Uh, retweet and follow. Okay. A group of doctors are suing the FDA over its unlawful attempts to prohibit the use of ivermectin to treat COVID. BlackRock and J.B. Morgan will help Ukraine launch a recovery bank to raise hundreds of billions of reconstruction money. Russia moves to withdrawal from the World Health Organization. New York has shut down its COVID vaccine passport program after wasting $250 million in taxpayer money. Uh, 
Yeah, they shut down the passport program, the COVID passport program. Articles of impeachment brought against Joseph Biden, uh, Joe Biden for abuse of power, enabling bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg welcomed by the Italian government to fight at the Coliseum. (laughs) Mike Pence declares no room in Republican Party for those who do not support Ukraine war. I don't support the Ukraine war, so I guess he kicked me out of the party. J.P. Morgan Chase received multi-million dollar fine for deleting 47 million banking records. Uh, Senior J.P. Morgan board member and billionaire James Crown vowed to expose damning evidence of financial crimes involving Joe and Hunter Biden before unexpected death. And for bonus, the same media that gave us nonstop propaganda coverage of about the Russian coup last week are silent about the coup and riots in France. Stay tuned. All right. So that's kind of what's going on. Um, and we're going to be moving on here. Let's see. Joey Manorino says the Supreme Court overturned Roe. The Supreme Court overturned Affirmative action. The Supreme Court just threw Biden's student loan repayment scam out the window. And just now, the Supreme Court says the First Amendment entitles a web designer to refuse to gay to do gay weddings. Uh, first off, let me thank Donald Trump for putting three common sense conservatives on the court, because these are issues that go to the very heart of who we are as a people and as a nation. We are a nation of sanity, of justice, of laws, of free speech, and we stand against racism of any color. SCOTUS has proven this week that they are still a fair and unbiased institution, free the Democrat manipulation and free of Democrat manipulation and interference. Okay, so when he goes this, thank you, Donald Trump, for giving the right a true voice in today's politics three years after Democrats stole it from us. I said, unless election fraud can be prevented and election integrity assured through exhaustive audits and testing, SCOTUS must ban vote-by-mail ballot harvesting and voting machines that can be tampered with or connect to the Internet and require... Voter ID signature verification. Yeah, we need that. We need that until we can prove that these machines have integrity, that there's a chain of custody, that signature verification is a real thing, and that voter ID is installed. They can't have it their way. They got to do it ours. Never forget July 4th, 2020. In California, when Gavin Newsom banned fireworks as a COVID measure, this is how Californians responded to the tyranny, and there's just fireworks all over L.A., right? Well, you know, my prediction about Gavin Newsom is that they're going to impeach Biden. Biden's not going to run for health reason or whatever reason. He's going to step aside. They're going to install Kamala Harris as the first black woman president. She's going to then appoint Gavin Newsom as her VP and he will and she's going to then love and embrace wanting to run for Diane Feinstein's seat. She's going to say, I don't want to be president. I uh, I actually want to be a senator. I think I think I can get more done. She'll run for Feinstein's seat and 
likely get it, and then Gavin Newsom will run for president. And it'll be a kumbaya thing. That's their plan. You heard it here first, and that is a prediction. And wait till you see what happens. All right. So there is this interesting little piece here about um, Kevin McCarthy and the election. Let's take a listen to uh, uh, Steve Bannon. I'm sorry. I just was losing track of his name. Let's take a listen. But this is all part of a piece. This McCarthy thing, and look, Laura Loomer, people say Laura Loomer's crazy. Laura Loomer does this. Laura Loomer's Hey, she's like a dog on a bone with this McCarthy thing. And the story she blew up in California yesterday is a very important story. Behind that, They are working nonstop. They're working nonstop to make sure that Trump is not the nominee. And if Trump's even the nominee, they don't want him to win. That's Murdoch. That's that's Murdoch Murdoch news. They 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 are going to go in, and if if it if it if they prop up Biden, but if it's not Biden, I don't think it will be. It'll be Newsom, something like that. The the two they hate, understand the two that they hate, are President Trump and Kennedy, because there's there they are a threat to the system. And when you see any of the Keebler Elves, why are the Keebler Elves not getting any traction? Why are they not getting any traction? Because it's talking about stuff that doesn't matter. It's all this old Republican Party nomenclature from the, the 1980s and 90s. It just it doesn't matter. They, 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 they kind of missed the mark, as you say. And that's why it's just a, a bunch of Keebler elves. You think about it. Uh, Keebler elves, he calls them, right? The Keeblers. Remember that old ad? The Keebler crackers. Um, what, what he's talking about is... You know exactly what Mitch McConnell did to uh, to put the funding against um, and promote uh, the Rhino Republican Mikowski, Lisa Murkowski up there against a MAGA Republican, and also allocated funding um, away from the Blake guy that was running for Senate and uh, and also Carrie Lake. So, I mean, you know, we know that the rhinos in, you know, and so I don't know what uh, and why Lindsey Graham gets a seat or a platform at a MAGA rally for Trump when, you know, his position with Putin and the Ukraine war and his corruption in office knows no bounds. I mean, you know, but Trump, Trump embraces everybody for lots of reasons. I understand it. It's hard to spin it, and it's hard to sell it, and it's hard to talk about it without getting so like into like a quagmire of things. But I, I do understand the big picture of where Trump has come from. I also understand that if we knew half of the coercion, you know, one thing we, we all should understand is the, the weakness of the president, meaning that the president is nowhere near as strong as we would like the the president to be, especially if they're on our side. And I think that a lot of the hires that Trump made that we all questioned were were hires not because he was dumb about it, it, and not just because he believed everything that his aides told him, which may be somewhat true, but I think it was also about coercion. 
you do this for me and I'll do this for you. It's like horse trading. Now, I think every decision that you make in Washington is a horse trade. And you have to take the lesser of two evils. It's never really a utopia where you get everything you want. It's never that way. And I think we all need to realize that. And we would appreciate the great things that Donald Trump was able to achieve and accomplish. <clears throat> all right, so we're going to get to uh, this one. This is an interesting thing. The untold truth about COVID-19. Now, this is a, we're going to play just this one part um, because I want to make a comment after it. If there was the suppression of early treatment, effectively, that's promoting fear, suffering, hospitalization, and death in order to prepare the population for mass vaccination. Hydroxychloroquine had antiviral properties, particularly against SARS viruses. And I think because of that, it was known that if hydroxychloroquine came into broad government-endorsed use, there would be a destruction of the population prep for mass vaccination. I think it was very intentional. People would have to feel that they would die if they don't take the vaccine because there's no treatment. There's not a milligram of treatment that can help them at home. And this idea that the entire population would be subjected to an injection as regular medical therapy for an indefinite period of time is untenable. When the U.S. hospitals proclaim that it's a crisis of the unvaccinated and that the vast majority of people are in the hospital uh, who are unvaccinated, immediately we should be suspicious. So we have asymmetric testing. We have no adjudication for why they're in the hospital. If someone comes in the hospital and they actually have COVID-19, they're put in an isolation room and it's assumed they're unvaccinated in the United States. I think all of that is intentional medical and public health fraud. All right. So that was that was the lead up to it. Right. And we're going to play a couple of series of these these things. Okay. And the next clip I'm going to play, by the way, here's a and here's a report. A major study just came out. A major study shows the unvaxxed Amish death rates are 90 times lower than the rest of America. The main difference the study revealed is that Amish communities completely ignored the guidelines recommended by the CDC. So a major study shows that unvaxxed Amish death rates are 90 times lower than the rest of America. Huh. And Sweden also had, you know, some pretty good numbers, right? So it's kind of an interesting thing. And, um, there is this clip, though. Let's take a listen to this one, and then I'm going to play another one. This is uh, Andrew Tate. These people are particularly malicious. They believe Donald Trump is a bad man. So when they're trying to make people hate Donald Trump, which is what they do, there's no doubt about it. Every single YouTube, Google, Twitter, they try their best to make everyone in the world hate Donald Trump. But they're also denying people the information they need to make their own decisions. So they're in charge. And I don't trust someone else's opinion of the world more than I trust my opinion of the world. Let me live my life. Let me have the information. Let me make decisions based on my personal experience. You think Donald Trump is bad. I think Donald Trump is good. So who are you to to control everything I see and try and convince me otherwise? Because that's what they're doing. So we can talk about the election in a second because the election was rigged. 
The election was fake. Once again, My opinion <laughs> is that they it's stole the election and they used Corona to steal the election. Bingo. Okay. They used Corona to steal the election. That's all you need to hear right there. So they pushed this thing for multiple reasons. Corporate profits. Um, corporate profits, but to steal the election because they knew Trump was going to win in a landslide. So they used it to steal the election with these mail-in ballots. Uh, they used it to, to um, for corporate profits to enrich the globalist movement, World Economic Forum. The media carried the water. They needed to, uh, to take the money uh, out of the taxpayers' pockets and put them into a corporate structure that could buy the media. That's what they did. So they gave it to Pfizer and Moderna, and they then assured that the media was going to carry the narrative. And they also enriched the hospitals by doing all kinds of subsidies and government programs to where you're going to get paid a lot of money if you put someone on a ventilator, which kills people, if you use remdesivir, which kills people, and all these other things. They didn't care about whether you lived or died. They cared about the narrative because then they were going to use the vaccine passports as an integration to and a stepping stone to social credit score systems, which we now know they're rolling out. And it's going to be in line with digital currency. But like we said in the beginning of the show today, New York has abandoned their vaccine passport system because if we keep pushing, these things systems will fail. And they're running out of time because there's only so much loss, hemorrhaging of money that they're going to be able to sustain. Let's take a listen to this. Think about this. For Ralph Barrick to do what he did with a known enemy of the United States through EcoHealth Alliance, that means that they took biotechnology, advanced biotech, advanced enough to modify a virus into something more dangerous, to literally create a bioweapon by legal definition, and transferred it to a lab that was known to be controlled by the CCP, who has said to us, we want to use bioweapons against the U.S. Do you think that he did that without our DOD or CIA knowing that he did that? He absolutely they absolutely knew that. And you want to know what's not being discussed? Who in our Department of Defense and Intelligence community was aware of this? And what were they doing? Dr. Anthony Fauci and the CDC are actively involved by law in bioweapons defense. That's tied in with the DOD. This whole thing is tied in with the DOD. And no one has the courage to talk about that. No one. I can tell you that I will now have, in the next month, more censorship on my websites, more attacks, more DDoS attacks than any 10 people because I talked about this. Every time I do, that's what happens. But I will tell you that I will not stop talking about this because you cannot tell me. In, in no way can you convince me that we transferred advanced biotech to our Chinese enemies without our DOD and CIA's knowledge. I think it was a flubbed intel operation, but I don't have the evidence to back it up yet. Give me time. 
All right. So, you know, <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time. I said Fauci is protected. He is part of the DOD. He is part of the CIA. He is part of the State Department. He controls USAID when it comes to um, laundering money from one country to the next. Um, there is a lot of information related to AIDS to Africa money from the USAID being diverted to Ukrainian efforts. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's just un. Believable what they do with your tax dollars. That same Tom Renz that just spoke, Tom Renz is his name, said this, Greta Thunberg is out saving the environment but is okay with Bill Gates releasing GMO mosquitoes. The president authorized them to be released through 2024 in the U.S. Nothing to do with malaria, though. The Associated Press told uh, t- told. Uh, Tom Renz that the World Economic Forum is what he cited but yeah mosquitoes mosquito vaccines and Bill Gates yeah that's happening Um, and then he said this uh, he said well actually this is the whole COVID thing is oh actually no this is the same thing we just heard we just heard it Switching to Hunter Biden just real quick. Hunter Biden filmed himself smoking crack driving 172 miles per hour to Vegas. The picture, this, the, there's a picture of it. Speeding, the picture of the speeding incident was found on Biden's infamous laptop and was only one of several where he appeared to disregard traffic laws while snapping selfies. So, you know, that's kind of crazy. And then... We have, as Biden's son-in-law invests in COVID-19 response, questions of family and ethics could resurface. Howard Krein is one of the founders of healthcare venture capital. So Biden's son-in-law, Howard Krein. Now, he might be a former son-in-law, but son-in-law nonetheless, uh, invest in COVID-19 response. So not only are they investing in, you know, in the uh, electric vehicle market, supply chain market, and they're mandating electric vehicles, subsidizing with taxpayer dollars electric vehicles while they crush fossil fuel energy. That's why I'm hoping so much that e-fuels and Hydrogen cars take off like a bandit and all these electric pumps can just sit there idle and be part of the 2023 wasteland of corruption. Um, let's take a listen to this uh, Douglas MacArthur, I mean, I mean, Douglas McGregor, retire colonel. I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think we're going to end up in a situation where we find the banks are closed for two or three weeks. Let's take a listen. You're absolutely right. I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think things are going to implode in Washington before then. I think our economic financial condition is fragile. It's going to come home to roost in ugly ways. I will tell you, I don't know exactly how it will happen. I think we're going to end up in a situation where we find out the banks are closed for two or three weeks. 
and nobody can get into them. You think so? I think we're going to run into something like that, yeah. I also think that the levels of violence and criminality in our cities is so high that it, it's going to spill over into other places in society. People that normally think they can live remote from the problem are now beginning to be touched by the problem. Then I look at this thing in Ukraine. I think Ukraine is going to lose catastrophically. It's going to be a complete collapse. And that, too, is going to have an effect here at home because people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Everybody told us Ukraine was winning. Everybody told us X, Y, and Z. I mean, sort of the, the Russian hoax on steroids. All of those things are going to come together or converge in some way that's going to prevent us from reaching, you know, the status quo. Oh, another election. Oh, another set of campaigns and so forth. So that's kind of an interesting commentary. So um, we're going to take a listen to something else. Uh, remember this? This is uh, Al Gore and John Kerry promising the world was going to end with climate. They lied. There's a 75% chance that the entire North Polar Ice Cap during summer, during some of the summer months, could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. You have sea ice, which is melting at a rate this that is the like Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. So like I, 75%. I, I said this in response to that. I said the climate hoax make paid disinformation globalists like John Kerry and Al Gore rich because the climate regulations they promote restrict expensive labor manufacturing in Western G7 nations while signing climate agreements that allow BRICS nation, nations like China to use their citizens as cheap slave labor. Some of the global corporate profits wind up in the pockets of politicians and media who support their false claims in the form of, say, you know, $500,000 per paid speech to spread the propaganda. That's exactly what's going on there. It's a pay-to-play. And these are people that have credibility because they were vice presidents or they were presidential candidates or they were senators, and they milk this for all it's worth. They were secretaries of state, you know, things like that. So it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, um, all right. I have a couple more things I want to read to you. Paul Sperry says, investigators have obtained emails and logs revealing Vice President Biden's scheduler and gatekeeper, Kathy Chung, a key suspect in Biden's classified doc scandal, was directly involved in arranging and attending meetings in West Wing and Vice President Observatory with Burisma go between Holstein. And then also breaking was investigators have evidence Biden as VP shared classified national defense information, including military briefings regarding U.S. troops in Afghanistan and NATO cables with his son, Hunter Biden, who was not a federal official with need to know and lacking the security clearance. News report came out that said uh, unclassified 
State Department, unredacted State Department documents show that Biden botched the Afghan withdrawal. Uh, also, Paul Sperry writes, Special Counsel Jack Smith has enlisted disgruntled Tucker Carlson producer Abby Grossman in his investigation of Trump and the 2020 election. Smith is said to be seeking in info about Carlson's contacts with Trump and his legal team. If only John Durham had been so scorched earth. Um, we got a minute or two. Um, here's another story that's interesting. Africa hardly even uses their jails anymore. They use send. They just send people to Europe now. That's why everything you see in Europe is a mess. There are wonderful, upstanding African people. They legally immigrate to Europe or other countries, or they remain in Africa. They are truly great people, but every society has their thugs. The people doing the crime in the streets of France right now are the thugs that should be in jail, but instead hopped a ship to Europe. Most people don't realize you can get from Africa to the mainland, Spain, on an hour boat ride. I've done the boat ride, he says. Uh, this is a guy named Joey Manorino. Once you hit Spain or Italy, you go wherever you want. It's all open. Angela Merkel allowed for all of this to happen. Then she tucked tail and ran. She also opened up a disaster in Syria where ISIS fighters infiltrated the refugee population. Of course, we know that's all true. Um. This guy says this, I've told you years ago that Europe was dead. I lived in London, Vienna, and Italy, and the past five years spent considerable amounts of time in Hungary and Spain. The whole continent has been wrecked by mass migration of unassimilated people who have no intention to assimilate. It's going to get much worse before it gets better. The conservative Eastern Europe nations are still okay. Spain is about to vote hard right in the next election. Italy is trying their best to go right. The rest of the EU is just done. You, um, and he says, you knew damn well I was a snake before you let me in. The rest of the, um, it, it was the punchline on that. And then he says this. I'm going to read this one last thing before we head out of Dodge. Everyone must understand that first they want to destroy Europe and then they will destroy America. Much of this is happening simultaneously, but they'll destroy Europe first. It's the same people who want to destroy both places. They deeply hate Western way of life. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Um, These are just the globalists on the march and we are fighting back and that's what we're doing. It's a revolution. We're fighting for our independence. It's July 4th. What better time than the fight for your country? So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Show. And be sure to check out magapac.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. This show is a big part of that. So if you want to help this show, Send in a donation. You can do it over at magapack.org. Use Red State over at mypillow.com, and we'll see you and next time. Grab a shovel, take a home, a little game. Just to bury my kids right up to there.